0: Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast, priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, and with me today is our editor, Ashley Hunsberger. Hi, glad to be with you today. Anyway, this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers, and I'm really glad that you're taking some of your valuable time with us today, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Today, it's just Ashley and me. We're going to be talking about something people ask about all the time, and that's how do I get published in your magazine, what does it take, and basically, how do you get published in general? So that's uh, that's our big topic today, but uh, Ashley, how you doing? What's uh, what's going on down in, down in Jack's?
1: Doing good. Um, not too much. It's We're getting our end of the winter weather here, but, you know, it's just rain for us, so it's all, it's all good. <laughs> and we've my husband and I, we've been here for a little while now, so we've been kind of exploring Jacksonville a little more, and it's been nice. I've actually, um, I'd say thanks to street photography, been coming to appreciate the town I come from, so that's good. Well, that's
0: good. Um, I think that's one thing that happens a lot to street photographers is is they tend not to appreciate where they are and always want to go someplace else to shoot. But there's a lot of things in your own town if you open your eyes. Yeah, that's true. Of course, you've come back to it with new eyes after being in South America for so long.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I feel like I'm seeing things that were always here that I just never noticed before. Or never, maybe I noticed them, but I didn't think anything of them.
0: (laughs) It's like having,
1: seem better for some reason.
0: Sometimes it's like having a box of stuff in the middle of your living room. When you put it there at first, you keep thinking, oh there's that box of stuff. I have to do something with it. And after it's there 2 or 3 weeks, you're just walking around that box of stuff and you don't pay attention to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Until somebody else walks into your house and they go, "What's that big box of stuff doing in your living room?"
1: Yeah, and if you wait long enough to open it, you've forgotten everything that was in it, and it's like new stuff. Except, actually,
0: (laughs) your plan was to take it out to the garbage to begin with.
1: (laughs) But now you've discovered treasures in your own trash.
0: (laughs) You're right, and that can happen in your own hometown, too. Just get out there and open your eyes. Boy, I'm getting way off topic. (laughs) Well, before we get into our main subject, tomorrow, Friday... We are going to be publishing the March issue of Street Photography Magazine. And by the way, in case you're interested, we publish the third Friday of every month. Oftentimes we get emails from people, when's the magazine coming out? Well, it's the third Friday of every month. And uh, this month, our featured photographer is uh, one of Ashley's fellow Floridians, Craig Litton. And he is a photojournalist, longtime photojournalist, now commercial photographer, And he shares some of his early street photography work from the 1980s and then all the way through today. He's an avid street photographer as well as a professional photographer. And uh, what what did you get from our conversation with Craig, since you're both from the same state?
1: Oh, just so much, actually. I felt like his long career in photography, I don't know, I feel like there was just so many insights that he shared. Um, I liked his point of view on things. I liked how he his patience when he found a good spot to shoot in um I don't know there were so many things. you caught me off guard with that question. I know I've thought about it harder beforehand. I know. what about you?
0: I don't know no, actually yes yeah, the same thing <laughs> the same thing. We've been interviewing several photojournalists over over the last uh several months, and one thing I've learned from them is. Most of us, amateur street photographers, don't take enough time. And people ask, how do I get better? Well, you photograph a lot because these guys photograph a ton. And because uh, a working photojournalist shoots every day, all day long, and it just... What they see and what they choose to shoot, it's, it's like a muscle. And that muscle gets really strong, where I think where the rest of us let it get a little weak at times. So it's just practice, practice, practice.
1: I did think that was an interesting part of that interview as well. Um, the transition from photojournalist to street photographer. And just kind of some of the subtle differences in yes.
0: you
1: know, approach and mindset. I liked that part.
0: Be sure to listen to that interview with Craig. Oh, he does tell a cool story about a photograph he took of the space shuttle, above the space shuttle on a 747 as it's flying across Florida, and they they flew above it and shot it. That's it an amazing photograph and a really cool story, something none of us will get to do.
1: We also have a semi-new feature in the magazine, um, I'm sure you've seen our featured Street Photographer of the Week on the blog. Well, we're revamping those uh, interviews and turning them into articles in the magazine. So you guys can look forward to two Flickr interviews and definitely keep uploading your photos to Flickr because when we see those, we might get in touch to publish your work.
0: Absolutely. Um, Ashley handles that, and that's where she, uh, she finds these people. And we have some just amazing photographers on Flickr, and you can see their stories in the magazine every month. But yeah, keep doing it. Keep shooting and keep sharing. Flickr's a great place to do it. One of the big questions we get constantly is, how do I get to publish in your magazine? And what is it that you want? So we thought we'd take a few minutes today and talk about that. What criteria do we use to select articles for the magazine? So, I don't know, actually, where do you think we ought to start about that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And actually, uh, you may have seen I did a little Instagram story telling everyone on our Instagram feed that we accept submissions if anyone wants to submit a project. And I got a few questions back on that, too. Um and so I kind of divided it up into different kinds of articles. Maybe we could start there. Okay. Uh, so if you think of anything else, Bob, feel free to let me know. But I thought of four main uh articles, kinds of articles we we usually publish. One would be your how-to article. If you have some advice on how to do something specific in street photography, uh that could be gear related or technique related anything really that you're teaching someone how to do. Um, Another might be a photo project or essay where you have taken a series of images about a specific topic and now you're telling a story about them. A third would be a location-based article. Uh, We've had some city guides lately of where to shoot in your city, what's good to do there, Um, or maybe highlighting a certain aspect of a specific place that you've traveled to. That would be another one. And then the fourth project that you might have could be an abstract or just creative project. These are usually more about an idea or a thought or even some kind of philosophy that you depict with your street photographs. So those are some four basic categories that we like to see. Obviously, if you have something outside of those, that's fine, too. Um, But that can give you a good idea of where to start. What kind of project do you want to work on?
0: The most popular type of article we have is the photo story or the photo project. And we get lots of questions about those. And here's our standards. We have some basic standards. One of them is we're going to publish a maximum of eight photographs in those articles. And we require a minimum of 1,200 words of text, which sometimes can be difficult Because us photographers are visual people, not so verbal. But it's very important to be able to explain and write about your work. So why do you think we keep it to eight photographs?
1: Yeah, that's a good question a lot of people ask us. And we can go back to the idea of curating your work. Um, We want to display someone's best work in the article. And also, if you're telling a story... Um, then it's usually best to try to get it down to those main images that are going to tell your story without distracting your audience.
0: Yes, less is more. Um, mm-hmm. There have been times, actually before we started imposing limitations or telling people about limitations, we'd get 30, 40 photographs. And what happens when, that, when people do that is you tend to see duplicates. You may see a photograph of the same subject from a slightly different angle. Well, you wanna pick the one with the best angle, not don't give us five of them.
1: Yeah, or another thing we see a lot is the same scene or location over and over, but maybe with slightly different characters.
0: Yes, yes. So depending exactly. on your
1: project, if your project's about this specific place, that could work. But in most cases, we just wanna see your best shot from this the scene or this place and then move on to the next image. Yeah.
0: Now all that said Oftentimes, we all have difficulty editing our own work. So if you have 12 photos and you can't choose eight, we're happy to help you with that because we do this all the time.
1: Yeah, and same goes with your written content. If you've come up with 600 words and you're stumped and you don't know what else to write about, send over the 600 words if you like. We can take a look at it and maybe suggest a couple areas where you might be able to elaborate.
0: Yeah, because oftentimes you'll talk about a subject and you don't know what else to say. Well, you may want to go one layer deeper and explain the why or the how or the what. And don't forget about the old adage, who, what, when, where, why, and how, which can help you dig just a little bit deeper into your subject to tell more of the story.
1: Yeah, so when telling a story, we want it to be compelling overall. It's we wanted to have a starting place, um, the story should flow nicely, and then you want to have a conclusion, uh, which doesn't just mean a conclusion to your article, but you want to end your story in a way that kind of brings everything you've worked on, all your images to a specific point. Um, I saw a quote that I really liked when we were getting ready for this podcast by a Canadian writer. Uh, his name was Charles DeLint, and he said, Don't forget. No one else sees the world the way you do. So no one else can tell the stories that you have to tell. So you can remember that if you feel like, well, I don't I don't really have a story to tell. Only you see the world the way you do. So no matter who you are or where you are, you always have a story that no one else has.
0: I like that one. Good find. And <laughs> don't use flowery, poetic language or jargon. Uh, we see that a lot. Oftentimes it's hard to understand. So be very, you know, instead write uh, using very simple, clear voice, and use your own voice, right, like you're you're talking. If you don't feel your writing is strong, that's okay. Send it in. I mean, we edit everything. everything we write gets edited. So don't worry about that. If English is not your first language, that's okay. Send it in anyway. Uh, we're happy to help with it.
1: Yeah, usually we can help you to create stronger writing. Um, We have had quite a few authors that have come from other countries. English is not their first language, and they might have struggled in the writing process. But, you know, if we have to make major edits, we'll always send it back to you so you can take a look at it and make sure that you're expressing, that we've expressed in more natural English exactly what you wanted to, to share.
0: Yes, yes. Exactly. But
1: that I think you hit the nail on the head, Bob, with that last piece of advice. Use your own voice, right, as if you're talking to a friend, as if we're sitting across from you in a coffee shop and you're telling us about the street, street photography project.
0: By the way, a very helpful way to do that is to um, dictate it. Dictation software used to be expensive. It's not anymore. Um, I do that a lot uh, because I have an easier time talking than writing things down. I use a piece of software called Dragon Dictate, which you don't have, have to buy. Um, I know the, uh, the Macs have pretty good dictation built into them. Uh, the f- phones are a very good way to dictate. Android phones have excellent dictation built into them. Uh, the iOS device is not as good, but it's gotten better. And just sit down and speak it into your phone using the little microphone button and great way to get your ideas down initially and then edit from there. Let's talk about images. What does it take? Now obviously to be published in a photography magazine you have to have good images and image quality is very important. Proper exposure is really important. You know, we we allow a lot of leeway in terms of your own artistic interpretation. But it's always good to have a well-exposed photograph and good quality photograph, good composition. Uh, you, you want to publish these, so you want to have, have your best ones. Overall, Ashley, what do you think? Photos should tell a story, right? Pull them yeah, together? Yeah, they need
1: to tell the story. And since this is a street photography magazine, they really will be the core of your article. Uh, they will be the source of your story the source of your written content. So it needs to start there. Um, We can help you with the storytelling writing part afterwards, but images are really the heart of your article, so they need to be good. And unfortunately, if you have excellent writing skills but poor images, we won't be able to publish that story. So definitely want to have a really good focus on those images.
0: But that said... If you're an excellent writer and you tell a really compelling story, you may not even need photographs. Uh, we've had a couple really strong articles with no photographs, and I think that was your idea initially, Ashley, wasn't it? Was Went it back a couple years? <laughs> yeah, you were you I forgot. remember yeah. one
1: article that I did really enjoy, and it was it only had one photograph. Yeah, and I I do like that idea too. That's a great idea if if you have a good story. That backs up one specific image. Yes, we would definitely be willing to pu- to publish something like that,
0: uh, because yeah.
1: sometimes your story just comes from one image. It's one moment, one of those fleeting moments you actually caught on camera, and those can be really interesting stories.
0: Here's one thing we hear a lot: I don't need to write. My images speak for me. Maybe so, but uh, you know we track uh, how many people read. Read articles. How long they how long they stay on? How much the articles are read? And ones with more text are people read longer. They spend more time looking at the photographs. Ones with fewer text, um, people don't stay on long. I mean, if you were, if we were just to publish articles with just photos, it would be no different than being Flickr or. Facebook or, or something else. People just scan through them quickly. But when there's a, a compelling story behind them, um, even about your experience taking the photographs, then people take time to look at it in more detail.
1: Yeah, and the whole idea of this magazine to begin with was so that we can learn from one another, share experiences, share things that we've done with street photography as a community. So uh, You know, we have resources where you can just share photos, like our Facebook group. But for the magazine, which is a periodic journal, we definitely will need writing to accompany the images.
0: Now, the big question: How do you get ours or really any other publishers' attention and interest in what you do, or on, or even podcasters for that matter? uh, Many. People would like to be on a podcast, you know, whether it's ours or somebody else's, to tell their story. Um, And on the flip side, what are things to do to lose their attention? So, Ashley, what's the number one thing that catches your attention when somebody asks to be published?
1: Uh, I would say what really catches my attention is completed projects, uh, photo stories or projects that they've already put together If you have a good solid set of images and then you've written a little content about it, even if it's not 1,200 words, just the fact that you've been able to tell a story behind your image already, that really captures my attention and tells me, hey, this is a good candidate, um, someone who could be published in the magazine.
0: Well, here's, here's one not to do. Don't just send an email with a link to your Flickr photo stream or your website. We may look at it, but then again, we may not because... Nobody's told us why. Uh, Instead, explain what you're all about. Tell us who you are, what you're working on, what you would like to publish, and maybe a couple examples. It can be links to the examples, or it could be an actual photo or two as well. And by the way, we published our images at 1,600 pixels wide, so there's no need to send them straight from the camera. Um, what else should people do to get the publisher's attention?
1: Yeah, I think that was really good what you mentioned, Bob, about making sure you explain who you are and what you're doing. I think we could tra- probably boil it down to that. Uh, it's great to have a couple examples of your work. So we wanted, we do want to see that um, you have decent photographs to include. But we also want to know, who are you? Where do you live? What's your project? Why do you think it would be a good fit for the magazine? If you can explain those things in just a few sentences, that'll really grab our attention and probably any other publisher's attention.
0: One thing I learned many years ago um, was called the point of view statement or the POV. And the idea behind it is keep it very simple, have three main ideas. And so here are my three, the three main points. One, two, three. If there's only two, that's okay. And then you can actually expound upon each one of those points And then close and then summarize again. Something very, very brief. But again, just keep it to three main points because most of us have short attention spans and we're not going to go beyond that anyway.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point, too. We have in the past received submissions from someone who says, hi, I have this article. And then it's seven pages in a Word document. So that's a little much, too. We don't really want to read a college-level (laughs) essay (laughs) and we probably won't publish that in the magazine so we want to keep things uh at a medium level we don't want it so short that it's not really an article but we don't want it so long that it's just too much to read
0: then finally and i think ashley already said this is how will our readers benefit from the article one (laughs) sentence is fine
1: Yeah. And that can be easy. For example, if you're writing a how-to article, it's pretty obvious how that's going to help our readers. But even if it's a personal uh, photo project or essay, uh, there's still benefit for the readers. It might even be just as simple as I've created this project and I want to share it. And if you have compelling work, then that's going to benefit our readers. And then one last thing I'd I'd like to mention, Bob, is uh, having a good solid website, that can make a difference for us. You don't necessarily have to have a website. But when you do, and it's well set up, it does make a good impression on us. Uh, If your about page explains clearly why your website exists and who you are, you've curated it well, you have an easy way to be contacted, all of those things make communication with us much easier.
0: Any article that we've ever published or consider publishing, we've always gone to the person's website or their Flickr page or 500px or whatever. For me, I think a website is always best. Well, mainly I'm in that business, but because uh, you have full control over what's in there.
1: And it's also worth mentioning, Bob, that if you're not into creating a big photo essay or story, you don't really care about writing something to go with your work. If you'd like to submit an individual image, you can do that as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. We have our Street Shooters of the Month. And by the way, many of the people who write articles uh, started by submitting one photo. And Mm -hmm. some of those people have actually become feature photographers as well. And how do you do that? If you go to the streetphotographymagazine.com website, you'll see a link in the menu called Submissions. And there's really two things. First of all, you have to be registered to be able to submit photos. And it doesn't cost anything to register. So if you just click that Submission button, there's a registration form in there. So you you just register, create a username and password. And then once you register and you log in, if you go back to the Submissions button again, you'll see uh, another button called Photo Submission Form. Just click that, and there's a place to upload your photo. You write a sentence or two about the photograph. Put in a link to where people can see that photograph in more of your work, because if we publish it, we would like people to link off to see more about you. And that's all you have to do. You can submit up to, I think, two a week, and please size them to no larger than 1,600 pixels wide at 72 dpi. Um, If you upload a full-size image, if it's it's small enough to get through our filters, we're going to resize it anyway. I'd rather have you be in control of your photos, not us. Now, photo stories are a little bit different. Uh, The submission process is slightly different. And we will have uh, links to an article about how to do that in the show notes. But basically, you send the articles directly to us by email. So, Ashley, what's your email address?
1: It's super easy. It's just ashley at streetphotographymagazine.com. A-S-H-L-E-Y.
0: Ah, that's good. And I'm Bob at streetphotographymagazine.com, and that's spelled (laughs) B-O-B. So that's it. I mean, that's really all of it.
1: Yeah, and we're happy to look at any work or answer any of your questions, so feel free to send us an email regarding this topic.
0: Yes, please do. Please do. And we also have a contact page. It's called Contact Us. It's on the website. You can use that contact form, and that uh, winds up in our email like everything else. So I guess that sums it up. Anything else you want to add, Ashley?
1: No, I think we've got it. We've given a good overview of how you can get published in the magazine today.
0: Oh, well, that's excellent, excellent. Okay, well, for now, why don't you just uh, wait till tomorrow, and you can open up uh, Street Photography Magazine, and relax, read the articles, and that'll give you a good start to your weekend. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you, and it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe.